am at Etsy Security Conference and I'm with Batista Biggio discussing his talk this week on machine learning, security and AI. Um, thank you so much, Batista, for joining me. Um, could you start, please, just by introducing yourself a little bit and your background in security? Okay. Uh, so first of all, thanks for, uh, for having me here. And um, I'm assistant professor at the University of Cagliari in Italy. And my, I started studying um, cybersecurity and machine learning around 2007, mm -hmm. where I started my PhD. And uh, I immediately worked at the intersection of uh, machine learning um, applied to, cyber, to solve cybersecurity tasks like uh, spam filtering, malware detection, and so on. And at, th at that time, uh, the idea that we had was to see, you know, if you are using machine learning to defend somehow, mm -hmm. um, how the attacker can adapt yeah. to bypass machine learning. So that, that was the main question that, uh, that we were addressing at that time. And then from there, we develop all these kind of uh, threats on AI mm -hmm. and so on. There was a bit of literature at that time from uh, UC Berkeley, some from other groups in Europe, but there were like 100, 200 people maybe working on the topic. And uh, I have to say that we were among the first to discover that you can fool machine learning very easily. Oh, okay. By basically using the same techniques that are used to build machine learning models, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, training via gradient descent. So you can use the same strategy to craft attacks that actually can induce misclassification and mispredictions uh, mm -hmm. quite easily. Okay. And then this became super popular in 2014, after one year or two years that we were investigating this, uh, when Google, the team from Google Brain discovered these adversarial examples against deep neural networks, Mm -hmm. uh, which was, you know, quite shocking for the community because you show, you take one uh, image classifier, which is state of the art, and it's claimed to have superhuman performance, and then you show that you can fool it by changing a few pixels. Yeah. And so it's not superhuman at all in terms of uh, robustness to these changes. And then since then, there uh, there has been a huge number of papers published, up I think to ten thousands roughly uh, today. So it's so the area completely boomed after that. Okay, and I guess as well, just because AI and um, machine learning is so popular and such a buzzword at the moment as well, um, it's quite interesting to hear that it is so easily fooled and you, it can be used um, by attackers. Um, yeah, that was, to, to be honest, to be my first question was, um, what are the issues um, with using machine learning and uh, opening it up to potential security issues? And what is it about um, machine learning and AI that makes it particularly susceptible to certain attacks? Yeah. Um, so I, I think the, f the fact that it is so vulnerable is that um, essentially you learn from a collection of data points. So that mm -hmm. you have a training set and you build these models. And then uh, there's no kind of other control or theory that, you know, um, gives you any guarantees on mm -hmm. uh, what happens when you have to classify inputs. So you have some data coming in. Um, you cannot even verify if it's similar enough to the training set. So okay. technically we say, so the performance is guaranteed if the data that you are going to classify is coming from the same distribution as that of the training set. So like if you collect images for training uh, under the sun, and then you, you cannot expect the classifier to work well when you show images sure. taken during night. So yeah. that, that's an, a clear example of when you are out of distribution. But in general, it's not easy to understand when this happens. 
and the classifier can typically make overconfident predictions even when these samples are quite different from your data collection and there's no guarantee there so that that i mean these kind of attacks that we demonstrated are just pinpointing these precise problems that when you go out of distribution there's no guarantee on the performance of the learning algorithm mm -hmm. and even worse you don't know where you are when you are out of distribution. Oh, okay. So that's the whole challenge of designing these robust models nowadays. It's improving on these directions. Okay. So um, if I understand what you're saying is that sometimes it's not easy to see where there has been a security breach or an attack on a um, machine learning system. Yes, it's not easy. So in general, if you have a mistake, like if, if there is a, a wrong prediction, mm -hmm. you don't know if it's something that you can expect, like in the yeah. normal performance estimation that you okay, run, yeah, yeah. or if it's something that is induced maliciously. Mm -hmm. That's not easy. Yeah. Is there a way to determine that, though? Um, under certain assumptions, you can do something. Like if mm -hmm. you have an idea of the kind of attack that can be crafted against the model, then you can try to measure something. Uh, but, you know, uh, there are unknown unknowns for mm -hmm. which uh, we cannot do anything because we don't know which kind of attacks can show up at some point. Okay. Which... Like in cybersecurity, yeah, it's pretty I was much say. the same. Yeah, like in cybersecurity generally, there's always new attacks coming um, that people have to react to. Yeah, yeah. So normally, uh, let's say, if you have a system, you can have some guarantees on performances and robustness or security if you want, mm -hmm. if you can work on a model. So something that describes possible attacks in yeah. a formal way, possibly. Okay. If you have that, in some applications, or even, even for AI, you can have that. If you have that, then you can measure something. But if you have uh, no model of what, what can happen, how the data can change, for example, mm -hmm. then there's no way you can give any guarantee. Okay, yeah, that was going to be my next question about what state, uh, steps can be taken to protect mm -hmm. um, your AI system. But I guess it's about being prepared, right, for potential attacks. Yes, yes. So there, there are different components, let's say. One is if you can proactively anticipate attacks, mm -hmm. then you can design some countermeasures. Unfortunately, in many cases, they are not so effective, uh, especially if you think to problems where you have inputs that are high-dimensional, which means, for example, images. There, the dimensional, the space is like the number of pixels that you have. Yeah. And if this is huge, there's nothing you can do really to secure the system. Uh, in other cases, you can do something. For example, there are approaches in which even if you have data which is, uh, your training data is compromised, mm -hmm. there is maybe an attacker that influences the training process, there you can do something if the attacker controls a small fraction of the training set, at least. Okay. So in some cases, there are attacks that can be mitigated, some others are more challenging, uh, but there are approaches that uh, are effective for some attacks. Okay, but you have to kind of know about the attacks, be aware of how they happen, how they work, and what, how they look. Yes, yes, yes. So assuming that, in some yeah. cases you can defend. In some other cases, even if you know how the attack is, is what the attack is doing and how it works, there's no there's no way of defending it. I mean, the attacker is too strong okay. to, to create a meaningful defense. Mm -hmm. But part of the defense is knowing that it's happened in the first place, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I'm interested what research is there being doing, done at the moment looking at kind of protecting uh, machine learning programs? Yeah, so there are, well, first of all, there are different attacks. So you can <laughs> yeah. like target um, uh, misclassification of data that you see at test time w when a model is already trained. Mm -hmm. uh, that is probably the most challenging one. 
And again, there you can try to simulate attacks and retrain on them, or you can try to explicitly detect samples which are weird in okay. some aspect. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the measure that we have. But still, I don't think it's an it's at an acceptable level to be deployed in practical applications. And there is also a question on how meaningful are the threat models that have been considered so far. Mm -hmm. So there is like an, on, an ongoing debate on this, especially for standards. It would be interesting to yeah. kind of lay out the foundations at least. Yeah. Well, that was actually going to be my next question. Was, okay. As we are at Etsy <laughs> Security Conference, how yes. does standards and standardization come into this? Yeah, uh, I think it's... it's um, so if I have to take like a snapshot of the state of the art, what you have at the moment is like one module in a more complex system normally. Okay. So let's say one component of your system is some AI model that makes some predictions or some. And in this context, it would be interesting to study how to build the overall system in a robust way, even if one component can create troubles sometimes. Mm -hmm. So you can have redundant sensors, you can try to sanitize inputs, valid validate outputs. You can also apply some kind of formal verification on the AI model under some very strict assumptions. Okay. But there is something you can do. And uh, this would be something interesting to, uh, let's say, to at least uh, discuss at the standard level, but also uh, giving a possibility to, you know, the research world to do experiments on this kind of uh, architectures. Because mm -hmm. so far, for example, but even in companies, it's the same. So researchers are just playing with the model itself, with the AI model itself, but not with the AI model in context. Mm -hmm. Like if you put it on a more complex pipeline and then you can, yeah. what, what can you do? Because then maybe there are other defenses that you can apply, given that you have other modules and other components. If you think to a self-driving car, mm -hmm. it's not only using the, the camera to acquire images. You also have many sensors like yeah. LiDAR and other things. And maybe with redundancy, you can mitigate some of the threats. Okay, interesting. Um, and we're kind of coming to the end of our time, but uh, just some final thoughts perhaps on the future of um, security and machine learning. Well, I think uh, pretty much we discussed the, the, main, uh, the main lines. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, interesting as a research field. I'm curious to see, you know, how many years it will last from now. Because I think uh, so, there is also a lot of hype on the on the field, yeah. And uh, I would be very interesting to see some practical cases where maybe abusing the AI model, you exploit a real security vulnerability. There mm -hmm. are only I think four or five cases which I can mention about this. Um, and then there is um, all these studies also interesting, more interesting to build robust model. But in the sense, for instance, of building a vision system which is more okay. similar to that of humans. In this sense, all these studies are interested, are interesting, which is less, you know, um, of a security standpoint, but more on something on related to robustness mm -hmm. of, of systems. Do you think these security issues will hold back machine learning or AI at all from being used or deployed kind of in different systems? I think it depends on the, on the, on the system. So mm -hmm. I already saw that there is a regulation under evaluation for the AI by the European Commission, where they already discussed the different use cases. Mm -hmm. And of course, if it's something that you have on your mobile phone to recognize cats, if it does a mistake, you don't care too much. But if it's something that has to operate a plane or make yeah. some critical decision in safety-critical applications, of course, then you, you need to have guarantees. It, it needs to be certified somehow, and that's the challenging part, I think. Okay, well, thank you so much, Matisse, for joining me um, and chatting with me a bit about machine learning and security. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the conference this week. Thanks a lot. Thank you.